Hey everybody, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Yes, I said hey everybody again, rejecting the advice that some guy in a blog said. I gotta be honest, it's hard for me to record this podcast today. I don't really want to do a podcast. It's not because I don't love you. I deeply care about you and your success. I'm just tired out and we had a hard week. We have a lot of things going on and I think I'm just going to be like super transparent and vulnerable and maybe you'll relate to it or maybe you'll think it's weird. <laughs> like, I don't know. I can't control your reaction to it. I just am going to do it anyway. Um, so here, here's a couple things. This podcast will prob- probably be all over the place. The first thing is uh, this week we started doing daily meetings with my team uh, at Send Gym. Now, previously I had done weekly meetings. And then throughout the week, I'd have a whole bunch of one-on-one conversations with basically all the different people on our team. And we don't have a huge team. We have 11 people right now, not counting like subcontractors and stuff, but like 11 actual employees on our team. And when I was in Boise last week talking with all these super rock stars, Alex Sharfin pulled me aside and was like, Josh, you're doing it all wrong. You got to stop. And I already explained that like <laughs> in the other episodes. So I just took action, right? Like he's built a $250 million business. I have it. Therefore, I be quiet and do what he says. Like it's really simple. I think we overcomplicate things because I was skeptical. I'm like, well, a daily meeting, like it seems redundant. How can we have a meeting every single day? Like we already know what to do, right? Well, the fact is we don't know what to do. <laughs> and so we've completed day five of having these meetings. And for you and your small company, I think if you're like me, you think you're effectively communicating what needs to happen, but your team perceives it totally different. And I can tell you just after five days that doing these daily meetings has had like a huge impact on our momentum as a team, on our focus as a team, on just the culture of our company, everything. Honestly, I'm not even cheesifying it. I'm not exaggerating. I'm just telling you, I don't care if you have one employee or you have 35 or 100 employees, Daily communication is a big deal. I don't know how I didn't understand this before. I've never done daily team meetings before, but it's a big deal. They're actually super short, and I'll just tell you what we do. So the first thing you do is every person on the team says something that they're grateful for. So we start out the day with a heart of gratitude. It can be anything from I'm grateful for my wife because she supports me. I'm grateful for my grandma because she bakes me cookies. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but everybody says something that they're grateful for. And then they, they say their intentions for the day. So what they're essentially doing, me included, is we're calling our shot for the day. Now, the really sad part is, is that every single day this week, I did not achieve my goal personally. But the pressure it put on me, not like in a bad way, but like the focused pressure, like it was top of mind, like, hey, I just told my team I'm going to do this, these certain, certain things today. I have to do them. And just craziness happened this week. And I could not get it done. Like I was exhausted and I was trying, all these things popped up and I'm on the phone all week and just craziness ensued. Um, and I guess that's just speaking to the idea that progress, not perfection, like massive imperfect action. Like it's not so much that you have to have perfect perfection in achieving your outcomes, but you do have to like call your shot every day. Right. And it also forced me to be transparent and vulnerable as a leader because the next day I have to get on and say, yesterday I said I'd do this. I did not do this. I feel horrible. I didn't. But today my intention is this. Right. So I had to keep doing it. And one of the things that blew my mind when I was talking last week to some of the people in the inner circle is the idea that as the entrepreneur, not only do you not have to have all the answers 
to the problems in your business, but you're not supposed to have all the answers. I think this has been a major mental hang-up for me. And maybe you have a really small company and this doesn't totally apply to you yet, but just pack this in your brain for later. Like for us, like we're on pace to do like two and a half million this year with Sun Jim. But my goal was 10 originally, and then I kind of like backed it down to five because I realized the dumpster fire I was creating by even trying to go for 10. And now we're only on pace for half of that, and it's driving me crazy. It makes me angry. It makes me frustrated. It makes me have like resentment towards myself. Like, what am I lacking? Why am I not smart enough to figure this out? Like, and all these like crazy mental games in my head. But one of the key things that I really believe has been holding me back is that I I rely on myself to figure everything out. And so that's horrible. And maybe you can rely on yourself to build like a million dollar company or a couple million dollar company, but there's like this ceiling that you're going to hit your head against where you need to involve the team. And that's why it's really important to have A players around you. You want to surround yourself with people smarter than you. And I, I preach these things and I understand them, but I really wasn't living it out with this company without even realizing it. Like I was so tunnel visioned on just brute force, you know, just making it happen, more action, go for it, go for it, go for it. And, and now we finally like hit this like threshold of pain. And, you know, on the outside, it's not like it's pain, like something horrible happened, like nothing really horrible happened that I can put my finger on. I think it's just like mental exhaustion for me because I've been trying to hold it all on my shoulders. And I kind of feel set free, honestly, because like this whole week, I've been bringing people into the fold a little bit more, and we've just begun the process of communicating and collaborating and letting other people have their ideas. And kind of like, it gives me permission to let my team figure it out, not just expect myself to figure it out, which I think is really valuable. (laughs) Again, super sorry if you think this is a podcast that doesn't apply to you, but I just, if I'm going to do one right now, I didn't even want to do it. It's 78 degrees and beautiful, and I just want to go chill out right now, but I'm committed to the podcast. The other thing I want to talk about is the idea of uh, just self-limiting beliefs and belief systems and stuff. Like there's also the concept of like the fear of uh, failure, which everybody knows about, but there's also this other idea, the fear of success. And I honestly, as hard as it is for me to say this, I think I have some of that going on in my brain. Because at a foundational level for my company right now, and I actually, if I, if I think about it, like when I had my home, when I had my cleaning company many years ago, the same thing happened where we started to do like 40 or 50,000 a month or 60. I don't remember exactly where it was, but like we were doing like this number and it scared me and it scared me because I didn't want the people around me to think that I thought I was really awesome or I didn't want the business to get too big because then people think, oh, Josh just cares about money or some, some, there's some weird like mental stuff in my head. I think because of my family background, because of, I don't even know, like there is no entrepreneurs in my family at all. Right. And so I would actually, I didn't sabotage my business because we still grew and, and did things, but I had like this internal mental war and I think it slowed us down. And so that's happening again, except now it's at a whole nother level, right? Because the, the business that I have right now is literally going to be a $100 million business if we do this right. You know, if A plus B equals C, like, it's just going to work. Like, there's still lots of things that could go wrong. There's still lots of things that could screw up. I can't predict the future, but just it's just math. 
you know, math is the path. I think I talked about that the other day. So, like, that's what it is. It kind of freaks me out. Like, holy crap, like, I think we figured it out. We got an amazing product. Our platform is stable. Our customers love us. Like, they're getting tremendous results. Like, we have this whole tribe now. Like, we have this movement now. People are coming out of the woodwork contacting me, and it's freaking me out. So, I always get blown up with emails and messages and people saying, you know, hey, Josh, I love your podcast. You know, hey, I just want to say hi. Like, I've always had that, and it's getting more and more and more. But now it's like another layer. You know, other people, business people, people coming out of the woodwork, like wanting to network with me, wanting to be my friend, you know, presenting opportunities. And it's because we're on the cusp of something. We're on the cusp of something. And I hope it doesn't take another two years to get on the other side of the cusp or however you would word that. (laughs) But like we're at this weird pivot point, this transition point. I can feel it. There's something weird going on. Maybe you can feel it. And uh, I don't know. I guess I'll close the podcast by asking you guys a question. So one thing I've been trying to figure out, and this is just a pure ask. Like this is me being totally selfish. I'm not going to ask you for money. I'm going to ask you for advice. This is me being selfish. I have to find a way to create an identity for the people that not just follow what I do, but follow Send Jim, right? This marketing automation, this radius bomb, the automatic neighbor mailings, the relationship marketing, the voicemail bomb, like all the, there's all these weird little things you can use our software to do, but I'm trying to figure out how to build a culture and a movement around what it is that we offer. And I'm kind of stuck, right? So like, like with uh, ClickFunnels, they have this, this phrase that's been huge for them. So they tell their tribe, they're like, hey, you're only one funnel away. So ClickFunnels is a website software, and they let you build funnels. You can make a gajillion dollars. And we've made tons of money on ClickFunnels. It's awesome. It's a great tool. But what they've done is they have over 60,000 monthly users because they're part of a tribe and a culture. And I haven't actually established that or named it something yet. So if you got any ideas, like, please reach out. Like, let me know. Like, comment on this podcast or send my assistant an email, jessica at sendjim.com. But, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, are we only one system away? Like, is Jim a sales and marketing system? That's actually what it is. But would that, like, resonate? Like, would people wear T-shirts saying, I'm a system hacker? <laughs> like, people wear these T-shirts for ClickFunnels. Like, I'm a funnel hacker. Like, it's their identity. It's like, this is who I am. Like... I'm not like other small business owners. Like, I'm not negative and I'm not a victim. Like, I, I don't make excuses. I find solutions. I build systems, right? And today when I was mowing my lawn, which is one of my unwind things, I'll actually mow my lawn when it doesn't even need to be mowed. I'm a zero turn and listen to podcasts. Yeah, I'm weird. I'm a redneck. Um, that's kind of how I think. And what I was thinking right before I recorded this was about this idea that you're only one system away. So the reason I like it, and tell me if you think it's crazy, still sick, sorry for the sniffles, it's gotta be gross for you. The reason I like it is it's applicable to the brand new business or the business that's at scale. Because if you, if you think about it, the only thing that matters in your business is the next system that needs to be built and implemented inside of your business. Like you're one system away from that next level. You're one system away from figuring out how to hire rock star employees instead of horrible, waste your time, don't show up for a job interview employees. Like all of those things are fixed by systems. Like if you're not profitable, we can systemize that. Like if you can't set goals and hit them, like we can systemize it. If 
You're doing all the work yourself. We can systemize it. If you don't know how to consistently generate new leads, we can systemize. All, that's what everything is. Like every successful company is just a layer, a stack of systems all bundled together with a bow on it with your brand name stamped onto the side of it. Like that's what it is. So I might be crazy. But I believe that you do not have to blaze your own trail. You do not have to invent a new path. It doesn't make sense to do that. You don't have to do that. You have to replicate what works. You have to mirror and model other successful entrepreneurs. And so for me, yes, I squeegeed things. Yes, I had a window cleaning company. That's not what I'm doing right now, though. I'm building a software business that I want to conquer and to be huge so I can change people's lives and we can give away $100 million before I die. Like, that's my life goal, right? And we have to be able to create a mass movement around this, which we have not done yet. We sell a couple million dollars a year worth of stuff because I run around like a circus monkey and say, buy our stuff, it's really cool. And it is really cool, but I can't scale that. Like there's something missing, there's something off. Help me figure out what's off. Please help me. If you give me a really, really good idea, maybe I'll do something extra special. Uh, but I'm just looking uh, to you guys as friends to say, you know, what is that thing as a culture? What would people wear on a t-shirt like with pride to say, I am a blah, I am a fill in the blank. Like I'm different. I'm not your typical negative victimized local home service company, right? Like, like we're different. Like we don't make excuses. We build systems. We, we measure our numbers. Like we're, it might be hard, but it's worth it. Like, you know, all this stuff I talk about in the podcast, how do I embody that in a phrase or a word or a statement? What can I do? Help me, please help me. I appreciate all of you. You guys are amazing. And sorry, the <laughs> today's podcast was a little weird, but I'll, I'll give you a little inside tip. The reason I made this weird podcast right now is because of a conversation I had yesterday with a friend of mine named Tony, Tony Grebmeyer. He owns a company called Ship Offers, and he calls me all the time. He introduces me to people all the time. And I keep asking him, I'm like, Tony, like, why are you doing this? Like, what's your angle, right? So I met Tony because he had a podcast that's not published anymore called Entrepreneur Unplugged. And he's like amazing. He has a, a business that does 10 or 20 million a year. I don't know, maybe, maybe more than that. It's huge. It's in the four, Inc. 5000, I think. And, uh, <clears throat> but he's just like taking a liking to me. And he's like, Josh, you know, I think what you're doing is great. I see a lot of talent in you. I see a lot of potential. He's just trying to be my friend. And there actually is not an angle. Like, he's just, like, reaches out all the time. He's like, how are you doing? How's your mindset? What's going on? I'm like, Tony, like, I can't add value to you. I can't reciprocate. You know that, right? And he's like, I don't even care about that, Josh. I'm like, okay, I just I feel weird. We're talking. He's like, you have to be 100% transparent and vulnerable. That is the key. That's the path to get the greatest connection. And I kind of know that, and I feel like I am like that. But I'm not completely like that. Like, I don't let you see all of my blind spots. You know, there's things I don't talk about on here that maybe I will. It's not going to turn into a weird woo-woo fest. But at the same time, I, I love following people that kind of open the curtain a little bit and let me know, like, some of the internal struggles that are going on with them. So maybe I'll do a little bit more of that. I don't know. So I, th this is weird. But I'm doing it anyway. Rather than not publishing a podcast today, I'm publishing this one. So let me know your thoughts on everything I just said. <laughs> Send us an email. Find me on Facebook. Go on YouTube and make a comment. Whatever it is, like, figure it out. Like, if this resonates with you, reach out. If it doesn't, I'll know that this is a horrible idea. This provides no value to you. 
and I won't do it anymore. I love you. Take care. God bless.